Sorry. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Hold On Let Me Tell It podcast. Coming to you live from the Dongsville Podcast Studio and Toy Museum right here in Janesville, Wisconsin. I am Matt Marbury with me at the table, Sarah Barfield. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hey, guys. We're coming on the Halloween holiday. So why don't vampires want to become investment bankers? Whole thing sucks. I don't know. They, Too much at stake. They Ooh. hate stakeholders. All right. that was close. I actually liked Adams better. <laughs> Too much at stake. That's pretty good. Or how do you know if a zombie likes someone? Well, I don't know. Well, they ask for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Friendly zombies, too, at that. Also at the table, Adam Tollefson. Hey, everyone. This week's podcast is brought to us by Down the Street Bar and Grill, 967 South Jackson Street in Janesville. They have Natter Days, $2 every day or a dollar during happy hour. Which wow. is like happy four hours. And which is our spot, our podcast sponsored beer of the week. Hell yeah. It's the first time I've ever had a Natter Days. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty good. It's really this one is for those who like strawberry lemonade and drinking beer. Yeah. It's tasty. It's it doesn't taste like beer at all. No. no. It tastes like uh, lemonade. Like you just mixed up a pitcher and pulled it out of your fridge. This has got to be like malt liquor, right? No, nope, light lager. Interesting. 4.2%. Oh, so you, real crush, you can crush yeah. them all day. You can just chill. That's why it's Highly crushable. Day. Yeah. I drank those in Eagle River for Blake's bachelor party. That's when I first had my These first ones? Saturday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was it a Saturday? <laughs> just Friday. Asking for a front Whoa. Is Friday when you're in love? Also, we have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> a cure reference? Yeah, it was a cure reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we also have a guest. A guest. Oh, somebody introduced this man. Adam is the DJ around here. Oh, he is the man that is creeped out by creep show. Number two's uh spawn since we're going Halloween. <laughs> the Chaser. Hey Chase. I've only chickened out of watching that movie twice, okay? I don't yeah, but one was probably like <laughs> last year. Quick question. <laughs> Did you chicken out on Creepshow 1 and 2 or just one of the movies twice? Just the same one twice. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> one of them you were 17 years old, though. No, it was... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how old it was. <laughs> well, okay, you guys were in double digits. Oh, they were? Yeah. We were at least 11. See? We, Man, when I heard that story, I thought it was five. Yeah, <laughs> we're like the guy from Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> they just don't make them like they used to. No humans, I'm talking about. Yeah, I started them young, but you, I think I watched Silver Bullet before I saw Creep Show, and still Creep Show terrified me more. I I can, I can understand that. Yeah, Silver Bullet is more. Um, is the word palatable? Yeah, because you get Corey Heyman a cool ass. Wheelchair, wheelchair. Yeah. 
That is it Busey or Nolte? Yeah. I always get them mixed up too. It's Busey. I'm, I'm isn't pretty it? sure it's Busey. I think it's Busey. Yeah, that that hooks him up with the, the, the silver bullet. Yeah, the, the cool yeah. uncle. Wrestling references in that uh, in that movie too. They they watch pro wrestling. The uncle tries to stay up to protect him from yeah. the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> um, that movie is freaky though. The priest guy is the freaky. Yes. Yeah. The whole church scene when they all start turning into freaking werewolves was pretty scary. Remember that? I don't remember any of it. I just yeah. remember I couldn't go into the basement for like months after. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. Shooting shooting werewolves with bottle rockets. Yeah. Put it put one of his eyes out. Yes. Remind me of shooting it over at uh what was the guy's name across the street from your dad's house? Gary was his name Gary or something? It was Gary. Gary. Fuck yeah. Gary this guy, Smith. This guy yeah, Gary Smith. <laughs> he had like this nice ass just a cherry car that he would be out. I don't know what kind of car that was. It was a Cutlass, probably. I don't know. Sure, we'll go with that. Okay. Um, but we would have it to where, like, we were such shitheads. Yeah, we were. Like, I had it to where inside my bedroom at my grandma's house, like, I had a corner of the screen, like, taken out. <laughs> yeah, I Just, forgot. like, that big, like, the size of a fucking half dollar. Like a postage stamp? Yeah, a little bigger. But anyways, I would I would fucking hold bottle rockets. I'd be inside, and I'd be lighting off bottle rockets and shooting them out of the window at Whatever. Gary? This is a perfect well, the perfect size. T- yeah, so so the Roman candle could fit through it as well, yeah. but all sizes of rockets could also fit. Yeah. It's a universal, uh, perfectly port for your fireworks. <laughs> yeah. So we're shooting out bottle rockets through that, and he must have came out because he, let's be fair, I was probably shooting him at his car. I don't know. Um, but he happened like one popped and then I had one lit and he came out the front door like but it was too late like <laughs> you it's gotta, already lit you and it's fucking zinging over there <laughs> 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 it's zinging over there oh that was great oh, I forgot all about I did too one. did he come over no he no. never came over hit the lights he yeah. knew better he didn't know where it came from. Yeah. The hell? He was probably having nom flashbacks. <laughs> oh, man, that's terrible. What have you guys been up to? I don't even remember. Uh, I went to Nate Pergazzi at the Coronado Theater. Have you yeah. guys been to that theater? No. Holy Is that shit. in Rockford? Yeah. Yes. It's yes. like the detail that is carved mm-hmm. into everything is wild. Mm-hmm. Oh. Throughout the whole um, like lobby, there's three floors, I think. I'm trying to think of where I what I went for that. It was so, it was a co- yeah. comedian thing or something. Yeah, I think they used, even used to have concerts. Yes, there. yeah. Because I I was I was going there thinking I've been here before, and then we run into Boner and Stephanie, nice mm. in the parking uh, ramp, and then they come over and we're talking with them. He's like, "Well, when you walk in, you'll." remember or not because everything's so awesomely carved ornate and, and they go uh yeah we don't have the kids so we're gonna we're gonna go to this brewery that's a couple blocks away it's sunday we'll have some drinks there um get there and like oh it's a three hour wait or two hour wait or something ridiculous maybe, maybe hour 45 or something and then it's like all right well maybe we'll go to jimmy john's or something there's another like <laughs> Block what of, a fucking chasm between those two things. Oh, it gets worse because they're, they're just got to be close. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And like everything else is closed till Tuesday in this thing. Oh, man. He's like, so you know, you know, what we ended up at McDonald's eating McDonald's in the parking lot next to a family dollar. I bet it was the same <laughs> McDonald's that uh, we went to when Jim Westness like busted out his diabetes stuff. Yes. <laughs> in the hood. Yeah. 
I was like, you can't pull, like, you can't just start injecting in this McDonald's, dude. People are going to think you're shooting heroin. He's like, I need my insulin. He's diabetic. <laughs> I have no limit, Master yeah. P signs, because he was playing for the whatever But team. he wasn't there. It was the Fort there. Wayne Fury, but he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, it's a poor boner and stuff, and you're like, so this is a pretty romantic date, and I just eating, you know, like, God damn it. And like, we'll, thing, then we'll so. just get in. Let's just go early then. Then we'll at least sit at the bar and have some wine. And, yeah. You know, so we hung out with them. We, we were there early, too, so we hung out with them for the first hour. And it's a good show. And then um, it was done really early. I'm like, oh, shit, we'll, we'll be home. I was thinking, like, oh, it might be, like, 11, 1130. We are home at, like, 1023. That's after I got pulled over. I was gonna say, what a specific time. <laughs> oh, What'd you get pulled over for? Yeah. What? Diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> On Beloit Avenue. Oh, you were so close. Oh, you were oh no. There is right by like the the low um what else is over there? Food Just, shop. Nah, not <laughs> that far. Yeah. I, I pulled in the back bar. Okay. To uh to get your to get my ticket. Get served. <laughs> but there's a couple sets oh, of stoplights so there, yeah, and they're usually blinking yellow. Oh no, they were blinking red. The, the one of them was blinking red for some reason, and it never is. And I notice it, and I go, "Oh shit, that was blinking red, not yellow." And as soon as I thought that, I look over to the left, and in one of those industrial lots oh. is a cop pulling out already. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting rolled for sure." But then it sat on the side of me for a decent amount, a few blocks. I'm like, "Maybe I didn't see." And then yeah, sh- they come on, so I pull them to the back part, just like. It, it was a female cop. She's like, do you know why? And I go, it's just telling my wife. Uh, those are normally yellow. It was red. I said it right halfway through it. I'm like, okay, well, hold on. She gave you a ticket? She came back and she goes, well, she goes, you got your insurance. And my insurance card, which I always replace when it comes, was expired. expired. Mine are always expired. And I'm like, I know what's up to date. And she's like, well, she takes my ID. She's like, I'm going to run this first. You still live down the street? I said, yeah. And... uh She's like, great, stop down there because they have $2 natter days and a dollar during heaven. (laughs) Um, But she goes, look for your insurance while I I run your stuff. Yeah. I said, I'm sorry. The the one I have is expired. I know it's up to date. She's a digital thing. You do that? She asked for that, but it's a work vehicle, technically. Mm, That's right. You know? Um, So... She go. I'm like, I can't find it. I can get it, but yeah, whatever. And then she's like, next time, if you can just get it on your phone, that's a good idea. I'm like, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that tomorrow. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay. And then for the red light, I'm like, yeah. She's like, going to give you warning for that too. Oh, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Because you so, knew. Yeah. That was nice. I, I yeah. So I you ca- didn't get I any ticket? No tickets. Got the nice. warning. It was, it was fastest stop. That's because you're a 40-year-old white man. I knew you were going to say what white privilege. F- yeah. That's <laughs> what. Enjoy it, Adam. You can't do anything about it. I uh, I got a ticket for the no insurance thing, and I literally pulled out of my glove box every single expired. Like, yeah, you're just like rattling the, through them. Yeah, yeah. So did I'm I. like, I haven't. Obviously, I have insurance. Right. You know? um, but yeah, that's such bullshit. Honestly, it's bullshit that they can give you a ticket for that. Some uh, states they don't, right? Yeah. No, it's it yeah. just it was only a few years ago that they actually put that into like law. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I did. I mean, eventually, I did. Then just show my proof of insurance. And they dropped it. It was just a little bit of, and that's what I thought she was gonna do. Yeah. She's like, "Well, yeah, that's it's where I a work. You were going with it. It's a work thing. So just tell your boss." And I've had that before in another work van too, where they just went, "Oh, the tags are expired." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's a work truck." Like, "Oh, we're gonna give you the ticket though. Yeah, take care and then, of it, and-, and then your boss will have to take care of it." And they did, and that was fine. So yeah. whatever. 
So I have one question. Mm-hmm. What'd you do today after? So that'd be Monday. What'd you do Monday? Oh, I got my insurance. Okay. Yep. <laughs> just making that sure. bad boy sitting right in that glove compartment. Fresh as a daisy. You were just waiting in the weeds to jump on him if he didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you that. have done it? Yeah. Would you have followed up? Or you'd have been like, yeah, they're not going to pull me over again. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no? I don't have to worry about that. I have like a photo of the insurance. On your phone. Yes. Smart man. Okay. I like it, Chaser. Chase, what have you been up to? I think you have a, a, something that happened. So I've just been mainly working a lot. But the other day, um, um, I'm not going to say where I work because I found out that that could get me in trouble. Yeah, you don't <laughs> but, need to do that. Why? Because you, you work at Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. So the Dunkin'. <laughs> Is it a cookie place, though? You don't have to. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I don't know where you're at. You don't have to say no. Oh, I was just trying to trap them. It's a donut place. It's Pizza Hut. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Lay it on us, Chase. So the other day we were um, uh, doing an overnight shift and we were cleaning. And inside of the place where we store all the dough to rise and proof, we found four anthills. That must have been there for weeks. Just going everywhere. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. How many ants? I thought he was going to say condom. I thought he was going to say like... Uh, that'd, be, that'd be... I don't wild. know what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> Drugs. Uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money would have been... Guns. Yeah. No, but you got to think. Those ants are crawling up the racks, getting on the bread, maybe digging inside the bread. The donuts. Sh- the donuts and the pizza dough. Yeah, donuts yeah. and the... Yeah. <laughs> Pizza. We don't even want to say bread. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Could lead him right to you. First of all, he doesn't work locally, so. That's true. That's okay. First and second of all, Nebraska boy. gives a rip. <laughs> right, if it's true, it's true. Yeah, it's true, it's true. I'm going to. So what do you do? I'm gonna, so the next day I had to work at the same location. We couldn't use it, so I had to do it the old-fashioned way and floor-proof everything with just oh. putting bags over them. Oh, not fun. Did you take care hours. of the issue? Holy shit. Um, uh, 12 hours? I didn't do much in that 12 hours. Because <laughs> it's proofing time. Yeah. Um, did you take care of the issue, though? Um. Uh, yeah, we called exterminators to handle it. Oh, so. that's good. That's good. That's good. Then the next day, the oven broke. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you tell me, though, that somebody was trying to scam you? So, not really scam. So, I'm not sure. I didn't really get too far with it so i was at this was the same day where i was floor proofing everything and i saw this guy put something in his buddy's drink it was pre-workout um but i jokingly said hey what what you put in his drink yeah (laughs) you're trying to save a life he he said pre-workout a little annoyed and he's like you work here i'm like yeah and he um uh we got to talk in a bit then he like tried he like kind of tries to set me up for like an interview for, for what a gym online ma- online business management to like oh. help people. Yeah, so I'm like pyramid scheme, uh, but yeah. What was his name? Noah Marquat. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, dude, that sounds like a pyramid schemer Come if on, I ever heard Noah. one. So then, um, uh, my mom ended up looking him up. Yeah. And saw that, like, the company is legit, that they actually do what they say. But they also, like, so when you pay them money to, like, help you set it up, they just kind of take it. And you can't get refunded. unless Wrestling school style. It's going to be three grand. (laughs) It's 
always been three grand. Always three grand. How much was it? I'm like, he, he didn't ask me for anything because, okay. like I said, he, the interview was yesterday and then I blew it off and blocked his number. <laughs> good. Uh, I'm glad. You went to, I was going to say, you went to the interview? No. Okay, smart, good. Smart, dude. Where was the interview at? Did he just give you an address or was he it get, a Zoom or over the phone? Or it what? was where I worked at one of the locations. What oh. The f- Which is where? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but I found out that he's like been getting other people that work for the company. Like that's mm, like his, that's his target thing. to try to get. He goes in, has a he himself snack ski. Oh, he did. Yeah, <laughs> for years he worked at Mwasa. What does this guy look like? He like he's is he religious? Um, uh, no, okay. he's like bigger with like a muscle build. Like oh. he that's why he had the pre workout. Yeah, oh. got that creatine. Yeah. Son. Mm-hmm. Oh, tiny balls. <laughs> yeah, but like all the reviews for his company were Noah like, Small Nads. They took all of my money. They did all these things. And like they, one of them was a lawyer saying that like they hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a creep show, man. You got to be worried and cautious of these creeps out in the real world. Yes. Yeah. Real live creeps. It's scary. I know they're awesome. It's so funny. <laughs> stories after. Yeah, I've been battling uh, water issues. I fucking hate water problems. Like for something that s- covers seventy percent of the earth, or your body is made of like ninety percent of this. Yeah. I fucking hate water. Um, living in an older house, I've had this. It's basically it was. It started as like a drip from the upstairs, like the way upstairs. Um, You'd go to like turn the shower on and it's not like two handles, it's like the one handle you turn yeah. all the way. So it's like starts as cold and then it gets hotter. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Um, and I don't know if it's just, you know, kids, but it, it got really fucking like loose. There's a set screw in there, but it's so limed up and stuff that I like couldn't really get an Allen wrench on there. And it would get to the point where you'd go to shut the water off and it would still like run. And then you'd have to like kind of fuck with it a little bit. And probably like two weeks ago, it got to the point where I couldn't get it turned off. It was a constant like drip, drip, drip. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck. One of our buddies, Jimmer's plumber, Adam's used him. I use him. Um, Everybody uses it. He's like the, he's he's the, the man. guy you go to. You know what I mean? He's a godsend and, he and a does, lifesaver. He does work. Like He's a plumber by trade, but what he does is mostly new construction. Okay. Okay, so it's a, a whole different ball of wax. He's like, I haven't had to fuck with you know this kind of stuff in years. Um, so you always kind of feel bad. You're like, ah, I'm yeah. sorry, dude. He's not nah, your fault. This, this shit because, sucks. Yeah, because you know? it's just it's one of those things where I swear to God, whenever you have a plumbing issue, like you fix the one problem. Three more problems are all, or you, are you like, you get what you need done, but then like five feet down the road, there's another pipe with another valve that something's fucked up on. Mm-hmm. So anyways, he's, uh, he's up there. Um, I don't know. It took him a while to get over here a couple, couple weeks, but it wasn't one of those. He's a busy guy. And I'm like, it's just dripping. It's in the bathtub. I don't care that right. much. It's not like um, leaking through the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Um, or a water heater through your, on your <laughs> carpet. Yeah. 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 Um, so he, so he gets here and like, he has to run and grab like a cartridge for this, like mowing foss or whatever. He fucks that the first one up. He has to go back and get another one and, uh, finally gets it to where the upstairs shower fucking turns on and off. Like fucking chef's kiss. Like it's smooth as butter, but in doing so, so he had to come down here and shut like the main off, um, to work on it. He goes then to turn the main back on. And you got the valve, and then there's like a nut 
Well, the, all of a sudden he's like, oh shit. And I'm like, what? There's like a piss stream of water coming out of the main now all in my basement. Cardboard boxes are starting to get wet. Like there's a lot of shit back there. Yeah. It's a storage room. He's like, hey man, do you know what's in any of these boxes or you need to move them? I'm like, oh. I, you know, there's boxes on top of boxes on top of like one of my grandma's dollhouses is like sitting on six of these boxes. It's like, I don't, I just run to like grab some towels and we're trying to make like a dam basically or whatever. He's like, you got a hose clamp? And I was like, yeah. So we, he gets a ho- What happens is the nut cracked and water starting to come out of there. And you can't, this is the main water supply to your house. There's only one way to turn that off. And that's out the city. That's yeah. That's going out towards the road and oh, undoing a Jesus. cap that nobody has a tool for because it's a five sided nut. Right. That you can't just go by. And then even if you get that off, it's six feet down to where, you know, you know, you got it's a whole thing. Well, and are you even turning off only your own water? Yes, yeah, you At are. That point, yep. you yes, are. you oh, are. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so we take this hose clamp and he puts that around the nut and gets that nice and tight, and then kind of turns it. He gets it to a drip. Like, like, all right, like we can drip, maintain that at drip, least. Drip, but it sits so low to the ground. Like, oh, what are you going to put under there? You put that? underneath sure. it is like it can't be any more than like you know one of those like almost a shallow guy. Oh, so I got like a square shallow guy under there, and I get about four hours out of it before I got a. It's not terrible. It's not, it but it be, ain't, and yes. that's just it. Yeah. Where he's like, he's like, I kind of want to get it better than that, and I'm like. I kind of don't want you to fucking touch it because I can deal with <laughs> four hours. I can deal with yeah. If that thing starts just pissing out again, I don't know what Poor I'm gonna fucked, do. Right. You know. So he's like, yeah, all right, all right, I'll leave it or whatever. So that's um, that's Sunday, and I'm like, okay. He leaves at like noon. We have a baby shower to go to up in Beaver Dam. Um, it, we hit the four hour window. Like I'm back and I'm fucking emptying my Tupperware. My my uh, furnace, the water softener, and the water softener, like salt tank, sits on this slab that's about three or four inches higher than the rest of my floor in there. I'm walking out, and I notice that this slab looks like it's very wet. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? There's this like, contraption on top of the water softener tank, and now this has like five drips coming off it. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? But there is a drain on there. So nothing's getting like too crazy at this moment, but there's still like fucking five drips of water coming oh off. I'm like, God. I call him. I'm like, dude, I don't know what you did or what. I think it's one of those things where you turn the main off and then when you turn it on, there's pressure. And I think it, that thing's old. Yeah, because I had one too. Remember I told you that? I was telling you when I got it. Yeah. So that's dripping like a motherfucker. And he's like, well, what else? What? And I'm not fucking with all of this. There's so many pipes going every which way, and there's valves and this and that. And he's like, I could talk you through it. And I'm like, I'd rather you not. Like, <laughs> I'd rather you just yeah. get over here. Cause so he he gets it to where he can, he turn basically like turns this valve, turns this valve, turns another valve. He's like, okay, so now I've, I've, by turning Flow-ish, these, kind of. Yeah, it's like now it's bypassing your water softener. So there's no, it's, it's, that has now stopped dripping, but I still have this issue with the main dripping. I'm having to set my fucking alarm yeah. for every four, like at night, me or Kendra have to get up and fuck with this. Today he stops by and he's like, I, cause he couldn't get the cap off. Of, he had the city come mark where the cap is out in the street. He's going to go at this. And, um, we couldn't get the fucking cap off because it, so then we put the like, liquid wrench on there or whatever. He's like, let it sit a day. Comes back today and he's like, I, 
I brought a torch. I'm going to get that fucking cap off. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess do what you got to do. But this is like a half an hour before me and Adam are going to start recording Dorkside. I got to go pick up dinner for the kids and stuff. He's like, what are you getting? I'm like, Italian house. You're welcome to have some. Like, do what you got to do. I'll be right back. Um, I pull out of the driveway. Here's fucking Jimmer's cigarette in the mouth, torch. Just like going <laughs> on the fucking boulevard or the uh, terrace. <laughs> Love it. He gets it off, but then he's like, I don't know if I want to fuck with it right now. And I'm like, <laughs> oh I'm like, dude, I'd rather, if, I'm like, if you got to call some, like, if you got to call the city or whatever, because that's what he said. He goes, yeah, if, if the city turns it off and then turns it on and something goes wrong, that's on them. Mm -hmm. If I fuck with it, then it's on me. I'm yeah, like, yeah. do what you got to do. Like the kids are off tomorrow and Friday. So like Kendra's home all day tomorrow. I'm off Friday. We'll, we'll figure it out. Like, call who you need to call. I don't care. But he's always been great. I actually had another guy that someone recommended. Such a me. great dude. And you have to, yeah, you're right. You have to uh, have the city shut off your from the street because I had to get my main valve yeah. replaced. It's the same thing. He does that. I turn it back on. And we didn't know this, but there was a drip. And it was so tiny that it just didn't, like, it wasn't there at first. And then after a while, and then eventually soaked our entire carpet I'm like what the we thought the cat was peeing it's just water is the worst the like, water problem is why does fucking it terrible. smell like musty you know and then we didn't know but it was just one drip at a time and it yeah. may have been a drip every four hours you know what i mean yeah. it's chinese water torture for your it's house ne never done me wrong yep oh, did, you, did you yell at the cat it's probably <laughs> almost time for me to change the fucking tupperware too guys just so you know i might oh, have to okay. we've monitored the cat okay we didn't yell at him. Because guess what cats do when you yell at them? Nothing. They yeah. They look at you like cats you're the one exerting energy yelling at you. Shit on your pillow. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to take a, a little break ski? Come back with some creep show? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. want to do that? Chase, you sit in for some creep show? I'm, uh, I don't want to watch creep show. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Chase, you make uh, pancakes at your work? I made no. them today. You do? Well, that's perfect, Sarah. Because yeah. you may think your pancakes are out of this world, but one man claims to have been served up the real deal. Chicken you saw this? Is that what you said? We'll see. Chicken farmer Joe Simonton claimed he was visited by aliens at around 11 a.m. on April 18th, 1961. And that they were served to him by some inner, er, and they served him some intergalactic pancakes. Mr. Simonson, who was 60 at the time of the alleged encounter, was visited at his farm in Eagle River, Wisconsin. Yes. Oh, man, drinking Natter Days out the, there. That Chad Lewis talked to us about us. Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, by an object, he said he saw landing in his garden. He recalled hearing the sound of knobby tires on wet pavement and went to go investigate where he saw a metallic UFO-like object, which he described as appearing like two reverse bowls with exhaust pipes on its edge. Mr. Simonson said the object did not touch the ground and that after he opened a gate on its side, he was met with three aliens who had a height of 1.5 meters. I thought it was weird they said meters, but um, 
wore black or navy blue clothing with turtleneck shirts and helmets. So one and a half meters, that's about four and a half feet tall. It's not okay. that small. It's but like my like Aunt Jackie site. <laughs> three of them? I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah, with the turtleneck shirts and helmets. Simonton told the press at the time that the crew seemed to be of Italian descent. Yeah. And about 25 or 30 years old. <laughs> hey, you want some pancakes? <laughs> Um, ma, ma, get the pancakes. <laughs> what do you mean you don't like them? My mother made them. Um, terrible, terrible <laughs> accents. Um, one of my one of the occupants gave the witness a metallic jar with two handles, indicating with gestures that he needed water for drinking, holding the jar to his mouth. As a good host, so Wisconsin, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, si- oh, si- he needs some water. <laughs> Simonson agreed to the request and went to his house to fill the water jug, which he recalled as weighing a bit more than aluminum. An Air Force report of the incident states, looking into the saucer, he saw a man cooking on some kind of flameless cooking appliance. The chef, in quotation, <laughs> who had red stripes on its pants, gave Simonson four hot cookies of Seven point centimeters in diameter with small holes. And like pancakes himself, the evidence stacks up. <laughs> Astronomer J. Allen Hynek was dispatched by the U.S. Air Force to invest- investigate the incident. He took one of the pancakes away f- for government analysis at the U- or Air Force Te- Technical Intelligence Center. They found them to be made from flour, sugar, and grease. In a, oh, nothing in, out of the ordinary there. Well, hold on now. All right. Hold on, let me tell Some it. Some moon rock truffles in here, I hope. <laughs> yeah, special sauce. Yeah. In a book which investigates the incident called The W Files, True Reports of Wisconsin's Unexplained Phenomenon by Jay Rath, the author writes, it was rumored, however, that the wheat in the pancake was an of an unknown type. Oh. Dr. Hynek wrote in his report, there's no question that Mr. Simonton felt that his contact had been a real experience. The official Air Force verdict for the Simonton pancake incident is labeled as unexplained. Mm. He said it was terrible. Yeah, he said it didn't taste good. Yeah. He said it was terrible tasting. I don't know. He, there's a picture of him with, with the, pancake. the pancake. Yeah, but the 60s I, feel like were a guy, I feel like this guy was all fucked up on drugs. No, he's an old farmer. He Mr. Simon Yeah, and he just he made some old, shit pancakes, no. and he nope. has to explain it was bad cooking. He's like, fucking Martians brought him. <laughs> <laughs> Italian Martians. Yeah. No. <laughs> Red striped pants, the guy cooking hat. Oh, it's so many weird details. No. I did think the... Um, the outfits reminded me of uh, a thriller video. No, I was going ah, uh, Devo. Yes. yes. With the turtlenecks yeah. and the helmets yeah. and shit. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I want a psych 60s. evaluation on this guy. Hey, man. Oh, it made the, the Air Force came and investigated. Yeah, but they don't have much going on. Okay. In the 60s? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking of um, UFOs, Unsolved Mysteries has some new episodes out. Yeah, there's a good one about UFOs. Nice. I also was hit up about a pro wrestler. You uh, were? Yeah. He's on Unsolved Mysteries. Yep. Yes. On this new one. Yes. Who's I, the guy? Well, it's. I never heard of him. It's Something. labeled Death in a Vegas Motel. I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, but nice. yes. it was a guy I'd never heard of. I'm excited for this. They said. Uh, I can't you know, think of his hook. Something, Jim. Um, Slim Jim. Brown Room Jim. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but apparently the guy is supposed to die of a cocaine overdose, but there's a whole other thing. I'm, sure. I'm like, okay. Yeah. They're good. The Unsolved Mysteries is good. I love it's that. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. You know, I don't even know if I ventured into the second season. Because they came out with the, the that first run that we actually covered on the show. Oh, yeah. I think they did a season Remember, after that. Short. No, no, I, think I, I think it's this. It's oh, now. really? Yeah, it took forever to get released. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah. People are just hitting me up about it. Like, you see this? You know this nice. wrestler? And I'm like, never heard of Yeah. Love that. All right. What do you got, Sarah? <clears throat> Mine is um, the Haunted Lemp Mansion in St. Louis. Okay. Which you guys have been. That's where we stayed. East St. Louis is where we stayed. Dude, I wish you stayed. (laughs) I was thinking we're going to have to do this. Yeah, I'm down. You know I'm down. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Also, the drive to St. Louis is fucking easy as can be. Bravo. Bravo. Okay. Great drive. So said to be one of the 10 most haunted places in America. 10. Top 10. Yeah. The Lemp, Lemp Mansion in St. Louis, Missouri continues to play host to the tragic Lemp family. Over the years, the mansion was transformed from the stately home of millionaires to office space, decaying into a rundown boarding house, and finally restored to its current state as a fine dinner theater, restaurant, and bed and breakfast. The Lemp family began with Johann Adam Lemp, who arrived in St. Louis from Germany in 1838. Germans. Building a small grocery store yes. at what is now Del Mar and Sixth Streets, he sold common household items, groceries, and homemade beer. The light golden lager was a welcome change from the darker beers that were sold at the time. The recipe handed down by his father was so popular that just two years later he gave up the grocery store and built a small brewery in 1840 at a point close to where the Gateway Arch stands today. And that is right where we stayed. Oh, right there. And Stones also, this is throw. now called Natterdays, I would imagine. Okay. <laughs> for real? No, I don't. We, but no, no, no. But for real, you guys were close to there? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. our okay. hotel, we could, you we open could up almost the throw a rock at the yes. gate. It was right across the river. The, the arch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, All yeah right. we're right there. Did you try? No. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. The window wouldn't open. <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> yes. For, mostly for suicide reasons. <laughs> we were in East St. Louis after all. <laughs> all right. Lemp first sold his beer in a pub attached to the brewery, introducing St. Louis to its first lager. Before long, Lemp found that the brewery was too small to handle both production and storage and found a limestone cave south of the city limits. The cave could be kept cool by chopping ice from the nearby Mississippi River and depositing it inside, providing perfect conditions for the lagering process to run its course. Lemp's Western Brewing Company continued to prosper and by the 1850s was one of the largest in the city. In 1858, the beer captured first place at the annual St. Louis Fair. A millionaire by the time of his death... Adam Lemp died on August 25, 1862, and his son William began a major expansion of the brewery. He purchased a five-block area around the storage house above the lagering caves. In 1864, a new plant was completed, continually expanding to meet the product demand. The brewery eventually covered five city blocks. Holy shit. Yeah. By the 1870s, the Lemp family symbolized both wealth and power as the Lemp Brewery controlled the St. Louis beer market, a position it maintained until Prohibition. Doesn't isn't Anheuser Busch in St. Louis? Yeah, talk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
That was, <laughs> I was going to buy tickets so Adam could tour the Bud Light factory. Oh. But we had too fun. much shit going on. <laughs> In um, 1868, J- Jacob Feckert, William Lemp's father-in-law, built a house a short distance from the Lemp Brewery. In 1876, William Lemp, Lemp purchased it for his family, utilizing it as both a residence and an auxiliary office. While the home was already impressive, Lemp immediately began re- renovating and expanding the 33-room house into a Victorian showplace. From the mansion, a tunnel was built from the basement through the caves to the brewery. When mechanical refrigeration became available, parts of the cave were converted for other purposes, including a natural or auditorium and a theater. This underground oasis would later spawn a large concrete swimming pool with hot water piped in from the brewery boiling house and a bowling alley. Whoa. Underground? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like some... Elon Musk. This is the best. <laughs> At one time, the theater... Best cave ever. Um, <laughs> maybe you guys know. At one time, the theater was accessible by way of a spiral staircase from Cherokee Street. No? Cherokee Street? Oh, I'm thinking of the staircase that leads to that, that train that was right there on oh. the river. Okay. By the middle 1890s, the Lemp Brewery brewery gained a national presence after introducing the popular Falstaff beer, which is still brewed today by another company, Pabst. The Lemp Western Brewery was the first brewer to establish coast-to-coast distribution of its beer. At the same time, he was building his own business empire. William Sr. also helped Pabst, Anheuser, and Bush get started. In the midst of this success, the Lemp family experienced the first of many trage- tragedies when Fred- Frederick Lemp, William Sr.'s favorite son and heir apparent, died in 1901 at the age of 28. Frederick, who had never been in, in extremely good health, died of heart failure at 28 Damn. while home in the mansion. The devastated William Lemp was never the same. Beginning a slow withdrawal, he was rarely seen in public after his son's death. On January 1st, 1904, William's closest friend, Frederick Pabst, also died, leaving William indifferent to the details of running the brewery. Though he still arrived at the office each day, he was nervous and unsettled. His physical and mental health began to decline, and on February 13th, Lisa's birthday, 1904, he shot himself in the head in his home office at the mansion with a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson. Two died. In this mansion mansion. so far. In 1904, William Lemp Jr. took over as the new president of the William J. Lemp Brewing Company. Inheriting the family business and a vast fortune, he and his wife Lillian began to spend the inheritance, filling the house with servants. The pair spent huge amounts on carriages, clothing, and art. Lillian was a beautiful woman who came from a wealthy family herself. She and William Lemp Jr. had married in 1899, and William Lemp III, was born on September 26, 1900. Before long, Lillian became known as the Lavender Lady because of her fondness for the color. In addition to her lavender attire and accessories, she went so far as to have her carriage horse's harness dyed lavender. This bitch. (laughs) In the beginning, Will all enjoyed showing off his trophy wife, but was a player born with a silver spoon in his mouth and was used to doing and acting as he pleased. To keep Lillian busy, when William began to tire of her, he demanded that she must spend her time shopping. 
<laughs> allotting her a thousand dollars a day in 1900 money yeah he gave her an ultimatum that if she didn't spend it she would get no more <laughs> you're tasked with spending all that money yeah every day every day oh no Oh, no. <laughs> In the meantime, Will was busy running his, the brewery during the day and pursuing all mannered, manner of decadent activities during the night. Holding lavish parties in the caves below the mansion, he would bring in numerous prostitutes for the entertainment of his friends. Enjoying the swimming pool, the bowling alley, and the free-flowing beer, his friends who attended these lavish events were known to enjoy a high time in the earth below. Will's shenanigans caught up with him when he sired a son with a woman other than his wife. Mm. I was going to say friends. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Check out what this chick can do with a bowling pin. <laughs> <laughs> Today, there is no official documentation that this boy existed. Oh, no. According to St. Louis historian Joe Gibbons, when he interviewed a former nanny and a chauffeur who worked at the mansion long ago, both of them verified that the boy did exist and was housed in the attic quarters that also housed the servants' rooms and lived his entire life in that space. Oh, my gosh. Hugo. Yes. Spawned from Will's philandering with either one of the many prostitutes or a mansion servant, the boy was born with Down syndrome, a total embarrassment to the family. The boy was hidden away from the world in order to cloak the lemp's shame, known today as the monkey face boy. This unfortunate soul continues to show his presence at the lemp mansion. Do you want to go there? Wait, wait till you hear this. <laughs> Finally, William Jr. tired of his trophy wife and filed for divorce in 1908. Why she didn't take the step with all of his going-ons could be nothing more than a sign of the times. Mm -hmm. The court proceedings surrounding the divorce became a major St. Louis scandal with all four St. Louis newspapers devoting extensive front-page coverage to the messy affair. The trial opened in February 1909 to crowds that flocked to the courthouse each day to witness the drama of tales, violence, drunkenness, atheism, and cruelty. Virtually ignoring William's decadent activities, L Lillian almost lost custody of William William Lemp the Third. That's uh, their monkey boy. No, no, they're no. legit. Oh, that's mm -hmm. right. It's because of a photograph, <laughs> I feel like such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so she almost lost custody of me. their son because of a photograph that was presented at the trial that showed her smoking a cigarette. Oh, how dare you? In the end, she retained custody of their son, but soon retired from the public eye. With the divorce, Will's troubles had only begun. In 1906, nine of the large breweries in the St. Louis area had combined to form the Independent Breweries Company, creating fierce competition that the Lemp Brewery had never faced. In the same year, Will's mother died by cancer in her bedroom in the Lemp Mansion mm. on April 16th. Is that three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Though the brewery's fortunes were continually declining, the Lemp Mansion was entirely remodeled in 1911 and partially converted into offer offices for the brewery. At this time, William allowed the company's equipment to deteriorate without keeping abreast of industry innovations. By World War I, the brewery was just barely limping along. Then, Prohibition came along in 1919. The individual family members were already wealthy, so there was little incentive to keep the brewery afloat. 
For a time, Will hoped that Congress would repeal prohibition, but finally gave up and closed the Lemp plant down without notice. The workers learned of the closing when they came to work one day and found the doors shut and the gates locked. Damn. On March 20th, 1920, Elsa Lemp Wright, William's sister, the wealthiest heiress in St. Louis, shot herself just like her father had years before. Elsa was said to have been despondent over her rocky marriage. So it's not clear if Elsa shot herself in the the mansion or not. Okay. Either way, she's tied to it. Yep. Liquidating the assets of the plan and auctioning the buildings, William Jr. sold the famous Lemp Falstaff logo for 25000 in 1922. The brewery buildings were sold to the International Shoe Company for 588000 a fraction of its estimated worth of $7 million in the years before Whoa. Prohibition. Yeah. After the end of Lemp's brewing dynasty, William Jr. slipped into a depression. Acting much like his father, he became increasingly nervous and erratic, shunning public life and often complaining of ill health. On December 29th, 1922, William shot himself in the heart with a God 38 damn it. with a 38 caliber revolver in the very same building where his father had died 18 years before. William II took his life on the main level of the mansion just inside the entrance to the left. At the time of his death, this room served as his office. William's brothers Charles and Edwin had long ago left the family built business, so with William Jr. gone, it seemed that the Lemp Empire had finally ended. Edwin had entered into a life of seclusion in his estate in Kirkwood, Missouri, and Charles had never been involved in the brewery and had chosen to work in the banking and real estate fields instead. In 1943, yet another tragedy occurred when William Lemp III... Oh no, the son. Yep. ...died of a heart attack at the age of 42. Both, Both... No, Brother Charles eventually remodeled the mansion back into a residence and lived in the house along with two servants and the illegitimate illegitimate, illegitimate child of his brother, William, known only as Monkey Face Boy. Charles, too, became an odd figure as he grew older, developing a morbid fear of germs. His obsessive-compulsive behavior included wearing gloves at all times to avoid bacteria and constantly washing his hands. It was during this time that William's illegitimate child, now in his 30s, died at the mansion. He was buried at the Lemp Cemetery plot with only a small flat marker with the word Lemp. Uh, Bastards. Yeah. Shortly after the monkey face boy's death, Charles... (laughs) Sorry. Charles became the fourth member of the Lemp family to commit suicide. First, he shot his beloved Doberman Pinscher in the basement of the mansion. Ah, why you got to kill the dog? I know. Then, climbing the staircase to his room on the second floor, he shot himself. Charles was discovered on May 10, 1949, by one of his staff, still holding a 38 caliber Army Colt revolver in his right hand. What if it was the same gun? I know. Though the dog was shot in the basement, he was found halfway up the stairs. Oh. Of the Lemps, only Edwin Lemp, who had long avoided the life that had turned so tragic for the rest of his family, remained. He was known as a quiet, reclusive man who had walked away from the Lemp Brewery in 1913 to live a peaceful life on a secluded estate in Kirkwood, Missouri. Edwin passed away quietly of natural causes at age 90 in 1970. Holy shit. Yeah. 
The Lemp family line died out with him, and the family's resting place can now be found in beautiful Bellefontaine Cemetery. After the death of Charles Lemp, the mansion was sold and turned into a boarding house. Along with a nearby neighborhood, the building began to deteriorate and the haunting tales began. Residents complained of ghostly knocks and phantom footsteps being heard throughout the house. As these stories spread, tenants were hard to find for the boarding house and it continued to decline to a near flop house status. However, in 1975, the old mansion was saved when Dick Pointer and his family purchased it. Immediately, I think Pointer is a brewery too, right? Uh, point, point. Point. That's in oh, Stevens okay. Point. Immediately, they began to renovate the building, turning it into a restaurant and inn. Workers within the house often told stories of apparitions, strange sounds, vanishing tools, and a feeling of being watched. Frightened by the hauntings, many would leave the job site never to return. Since the restaurant opened, staff members have reported several strange experiences. Again, apparitions appear and then quickly vanish, voices and sounds come from nowhere, and glasses will often lift off the bar flying through the air by themselves. Holy shit. On other occasions, doors are said to lock and unlock by themselves. Lights inexplicably turn on and off of their own free will, and the piano bar often plays when no one is near. Said to be haunted by several members of the Lemp family, there are three areas of the old mansion that have the most activity. The stairway, the attic, and what the staff refers to as the gates of hell in the basement. Mm. It is this area of the basement that used to be the entrance to the caves running below the mansion and the brewery. The attic is said to be haunted by William Jr.'s illegitimate son, referred only to as... Monkey face boy. <laughs> <laughs> or just last name on a stone. But Man. Strange occurrences are often witnessed on this third floor level of the mansion. The face of the boy has regularly been seen from the street, peeking from the small windows of the mansion. Ghost investigators have often left toys in the middle of his room, drawing a circle around them to see if the objects have been moved. Consistently, when they return the next day, the toys are found in another location. Wow. Love that. In the downstairs women's bathroom. Anybody throw a banana in there? Jesus. <laughs> um, so in the downstairs women's bathroom, which was once William Jr.'s personal domain, many women have reported a man peeking over the stall. On one such occasion, a woman emerged from the bathroom, returning to the bar, and stated to the two men she was with, there with, I hope you got an eye, Phil. However, the two men quickly denied ever having left the bar, for which the bartender verified. The ghost is said to be that of the womanizing William Jr. Oh, pervy man kid yeah. ghost. Yeah. <laughs> In William Lemp Sr.'s room, guests often have often reported hearing someone running up the stairs and kicking at the door. When William killed himself, William Jr. was known to have run up the stairs to his oh. father's room and, finding it locked, began to kick the door to get to his father. Several years ago, a part-time tour guide reporting hear, reported hearing the sounds of horses outside the room where William Lemp Sr. had kept his office. However, when the tour guide looked through the window, window, nothing was there. This area, north of the mansion, and now used as a parking lot, was once utilized as a tethering lot for horses. Dang. On Saturday, October 9, 2004, several strange events occurred during a tour of the mansion. The first happened in the darkened attic. As the tour guide Joe described the monkey face boy, a member of the tour group reported hearing the very faint voice of a child saying over and over, help me. Ah. 
As the group began to make their way back down the stairs and passed by William Lemp Sr.'s room, the door was standing wide open with the key in the door. As the group continued their journey down the hall, a guest of the hotel started complaining they found their door wide open when they came back from dinner and were looking for a manager. However, there was no key in the door when they arrived. A manager quickly responded, it was impossible that there had been a key in the door, as there were only two keys to that room. One was in the hands of the guest and the other in the hands of the manager. So who opened the door and where was the key that we saw when the group passed? Several members of the tour group described having passed a man in the hallway holding a key in his hand and describing, described as acting irritated with the large group moving through the hallway. Described as a pale, older, and wearing a white shirt and black pants, no one thought anything of it at the time, believing him to be a member of the staff. However, there was no such gentleman working or staying at the mansion that night that met that description. One of the women in the tour group told a story of how she had been married in the mansion a year earlier and had carefully laid her dress and other items on the bed in her room. She then turned away for a moment, but when she turned back, all of those items were scattered. <laughs> On the first level of the mansion, the dining room left to the the dining room to the left of the entryway once served as William Lemp the Second's office, and that is where he killed himself. In the corner of the room was his desk, where he sat with his gun in his final moments. The temperature in this corner was considerably colder than the rest of the room. So here um, are some like experiences, like so from this article. People who have visited and stayed at the bed and breakfast, okay, like made comments like, This is what I saw or what happened to me there. Nice. So, um, we recently visited the mystery play dinner and bed and breakfast at the Lemp Mansion. We enjoyed the play and food, however, we'll never go back for another night's stay. First of all, the breakfast had much to be desired. Second, <laughs> we could not sleep. Those pancakes are <laughs> bullshit. Who made those Italians? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, second, we could not sleep due to an uneasy feeling of being watched. I had a bad dream and woke up several times during the night. My wife could not sleep either. We strongly believe we had a door to our room unlocked after we locked it when we came back from the shared bathroom down the hall. We also dropped two coins in a 10 by 10 open area, and when we knelt down to pick them up, they were gone. We looked throughout the entire area and under the furniture that was several feet away and still could not find those coins. This was in William Lemp's bedroom. An interesting stay that we do not intend on repeating. (laughs) I stayed at the Lemp Mansion a few years ago with a friend. In the evening, we took the tour of the mansion, and when it was complete, everyone left, including the employees. Oh, my God. (laughs) So they're there by themselves. We were all alone in the big rambling house, as there were no other guests that night. My friend and I both got the creeps because we wanted to see something so bad that we scared ourselves. It was kind of like when you get the feeling you're being watched. The staff had given us a couple of bottles of wine, and after drinking them, I got very brave in the middle of the night. I went up to the attic alone and saw... You're nuts. Right, and saw (laughs) some balloons that were left over from something that had gone on that day. One of them blew right past me, but I think it was the air coming from the heating system. It's an old mansion. It could have been anything. So I didn't freak, but I did go down back downstairs. While I was there, I didn't have any problems with my camera, but though there were several photographs on the roll, the only ones with orbs in them were all at the mansion. Oh. I thought it was watermarks or something. I looked at other people's orb pictures online, and they all look alike. Hmm. 
I'm sure there's an explanation because I don't think a ghost could show up on film. Um, this one was 2005. Having chosen a weeknight to spend our anniversary at the Lemp Mansion, we arrived at 3 p.m. and were given Charles Lemp's room. We had planned to eat dinner there that evening, but for some reason the restaurant was closed shortly after we arrived, and we were amazed to find that we would be left to spend the night in the entire mansion alone. That's, that's wild. wild. Yeah. I know. I, it happens several times. Um, when we first arrived and were wandering around on the second floor, my husband mentioned he noticed a sewer odor. odor. <clears throat> I noticed it, so I didn't. I didn't notice it, so I didn't pay any attention. What I have in common with some of the others who have related their experience on this website is that strange, uneasy feeling that someone was watching you. Someone also mentioned a creeped out feeling. These were the exact words I used. I don't know how many times I told my husband that night that I keep getting this creeped out feeling. Also, when we first unpacked, I used a pocket knife to open a couple of packets of Fuji film. I set the knife down and it disappeared. We were never able to locate it after very much searching. When sitting at a table in the bar, I had my husband snap a photo of me at the bar and another by the lamp mirror on the right side of the bar. I then took a picture of the doorway near where the lamp mirror hung. When these photos came back later from developing, we discovered some rather unusual images. Of the two rolls of film, with the exception of the photos taken outside, all the rolls... All the photos taken in the house had a greenish cast. The photo of the doorway had a strange foggy type smoke that spread from the bar to the doorway along the wall until it formed a full silhouette of a woman. I believe it to be the Lavender Lady. Oh yeah, Lavender Lady. Yeah. Um, My husband, two teenage daughters, and I spent a night at the Lent Mansion after having a camping trip rained out. My oldest daughter had just finished dressing for dinner when she turned to put her things in her suitcase. Suddenly, she heard a creaking noise and turned to find that the medicine cabinet had opened on its own. This was in the Charles Lemp suite. The door of the cabinet had a latch that could not have fallen open. While we were there, we had an overwhelming feeling of being watched. Though a little disconcerting, the feeling was not a bad one, more almost like protective. Um, Then another one, my husband, brother, sister-in-law, and I made a trip to the Lent Mansion when we were in the area. We arrived at the mansion around 8.30 p.m. to find out that a show and dinner party was in effect. However, we were told that we could look around the main floor and upstairs. Neither my husband nor I had ever been in the attic, so that's the first place we headed. Already creeped out because of the dark and silence, our group soon, soon reached the end of the long hall where the monkey boy was kept. However, as we turned around to leave, all four of us got instant chills when we heard a little boy say, come play with me. Uh I told my brother to shut up, and he responded, I didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. That's when the boy repeated himself again. I then turned to my husband, saying the same thing to him as I had my brother, and he said, that wasn't me. It's time to go. Um, Yikes. 2006, I visited the Lent Mansion in January 2003 with my aunt. We arrived early and had lunch in the mansion before checking out the signs of St. Louis. We, too, were shocked that we were given a key and told we'd be all alone that night in the mansion. That night when we got back, we were alone. The uneasy feeling never left me, and we went, when we went to bed, I was too scared to sleep. The final straw came when the piano began to play. I was done. My aunt gave me a Valium to help me sleep. After that, I was out, head under the covers, and asleep. My aunt says that during the night she awoke to someone petting her hair. She thought I was messing with her and turned over to find me completely out and turned the other way. She turned back over and said a few minutes few minutes later it happened again. 
She said she never felt scared. She never felt that scared. And oh, she said she never felt scared and that it felt comforting to her. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> and then you never had a ghost pet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty guys, nice. Don't knock it Pretty to nice. try it. Yeah. <laughs> the last one is my husband and I were staying in William Le- William Lemp Suite, and other than not being able to sleep until after three a.m., I was unbelievably hot, probably from adrenaline. Not too much happened. We took a tour of the house by ourselves after the staff left. The hair was definitely a feeling of being watched, although a big old house like that late at night, I guess it's to be expected. I did, however, have four orbs show up in my photos, um, one on the grand staircase, the basement bar <laughs> right below the stored wine bottles, our room in the curtain, and in the Charles Lemp room, um, the top right corner of the armoire. I was extremely skeptical about orbs, taking the suggestion from a website. I looked through all of my personal photos from the past to see if maybe there were orbs that I had not noticed before. I found none. Now I have four on one roll of film. Dang. So mansion tours, just to tour the mansion, 25 bucks. Okay. How how much to stay there? Overnight stays for two Range between one sixty and two fifteen. That's for four people. It's like two forty to four twenty. That's the best ghost hunter bang for your buck ever. Right. Like, we're just gonna leave. Have a great night. Whenever I <laughs> you feel know, like, like the employees bounce. I feel like whenever the next WWE uh, pay per view in St. Louis, Don't we say. should we gotta do it. This. We gotta do. We yeah. gotta do it. I agree. And I have pictures on my phone that I'll show you. Okay. Um, and I'll post them. But there's even like this. I just, I won't even say, but holy shit on the pictures. Nice. Chase, you in? <laughs> I'm in for what? <laughs> Staying at the mansion, bro. We need a fourth. I want to do it alone. <laughs> no, with all yeah, of you. Yeah, you do, do not, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. You Good won't answer. stay in this house alone. <laughs> Dude, I half wonder, um, uh, what are the employee experiences? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, enough sure. for them There's to go. To well, you have a great night. Yeah. I have to work. Uh, we don't spend the night here yeah. because we already know. Yeah. Right. Good luck. Like, I'll go with. I you saw guys. that first one and I'm like, oh my, what the f? And then it was like, if you go, four you got five stay. of them. I'll go if you guys go to the basement with me. Oh, I'm going oh, everywhere. Yeah, you got. I'm spending the we cash. Play bowling. To- uh, I don't well, think it I don't works think anymore. Yeah. <laughs> in the cave. The gate. The bowling gates in the cave. Dang. That, I've never heard of that. Me, yeah, that me either. mansion and I stuff. That That's a good. lot going on. Very there. interesting. Dang, good shit. Minutes in, yeah. Dude, that is a lot of work for nothing. <laughs> Matt, you're so right. Fuck, dude. Dude. All right. Uh, well, the, the creepiest thing. The ghosts of Oakland have come to call. I fucking know. I hit that button. Like I thought, yeah, I was a hundred percent sure that we were recording. We played an entire Jeopardy game. <laughs> we played, we played close to an hour of Jeopardy. Yeah, I did so much fucking work. Matt, oh man, and, and we Sarah closed ended it up winning. Well, that's not true. A toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. Um, she kicked Adam's. There's ass. literally no way we could ever recover this. I checked it. There's, it's. It, it did not record. Oh, no. So we played a uh, chase. You'll never be welcome back. They're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna say what was the odd fellow out? Oh, they're um, gonna blame you. Yeah. In the annals. So hold on. <laughs> let me tell it. No, I'm just kidding. It now, wasn't you, buddy. 
We're gonna call Chase Monkey Face Killer. It would be. I know we film, can't do but it, but it would be. <laughs> it would be fun fucking... to replay it. <laughs> Knowing, um, yeah, because you guys would still make you. Yeah, I would come up with. I don't know. Fuck this. God Anyways. damn it, dude! That sucks. That was a really fun game. Um, it was the best. It was the best. Um, creep show Jeopardy that we have played. I got a big bag of Reese's because I finally won one. Okay, but well, we have to come clean. The, like strong just, word. Yeah, the, Adam, you're right. That is a you're strong right. no, word. No, no, no. We're both in the negative still. Adam was negative 1,200 yeah. and Sarah was negative 3,800 when all was said and done. Yeah. Um, so we both Fuck, dude. It. I can't believe that just happened. The thing There's was no full like, or nothing? No, it says I have 19 hours left on the card. I don't Weird. know what Unless I like somehow like double tapped it when I re- when hit record. I don't no, know. No, you didn't. But where would it go? This could be creep show, dude. The, the evil was, people, that's, yeah. That's what we're saying. We we laugh too much at Monkey Face Boy, and they're like, "Okay, motherfucker, you're not getting your Jeopardy." Oh man, it was so good. Yep, it was good. I would play through it on like a bonus one, just to talk through. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. So much or, no, here's what we do. We get new two, people. We get two guests. Yes, next new people. Week. Yes, and we play it. Chase, because unfortunately, you cannot be on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Halloween, One, because you Halloween's us. Monday, so we can just go extend it a little. You that way, it's not They ruined. do Halloween parties on the on the first week in November all the time when it fades into the week. Okay. You know what I mean? We need two new we people. Need, okay, so let's yep. put the call yeah, out right yeah. now. We need two people to Good come call. on the show next week to play Creep Show Jeopardy. Word. Um, the redo. And then... I, I don't even have to say this, but nobody the fucking sequel. give anybody any answers. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right. Um, Plan Sarah, is made. we do need your creep thought uh, again because that didn't record either. Okay. Fuck, I cannot. We have to make uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit here. So. Well, Amen. I'm going to say happy birthday to Taylor again because that didn't <laughs> yes. record either. Happy <laughs> birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Tay. Happy birthday, Taylor. Oh, and here's the creep thought. The tired and thirsty prospector threw himself down at the edge of the watering hole and started to drink but then he looked down and saw skulls and bones everywhere Uh uh-oh he thought this watering hole is reserved for skeletons (laughs) (laughs) i didn't laugh last time because i was in a a very fucking i I know like while you were talking about it is when i realized it and i was like Matt's reaction, like, what is wrong with that one? I thought it was pretty Another cool. We did an hour of, like, we did an hour of show and, and multiple hours of prep. Prep for nothing. But we're going to, that's okay. We're going to be, we're going to bring it back. We'll salvage, buddy. I'm going to need those prizes back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll give you half. <laughs> yeah. I had so, dude. The, re- the freaking cups in half. I'll just go right in the middle. Sarah. Uh, no, don't even give a category. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Well, I None just meant it. the prize. If you cut that in half, give like that half, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Shove we'll one half up your ass. It's right. a shank. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Happy uh, Halloween, Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween.